Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight, PJ Glasser and Sean Levine. Thanks again to Chris Russell from the Team 980 in D.C. for joining us to talk some commanders. We're going to keep the NFL talk going as there was uh, some big news today. DeAndre Hopkins gets released by the Arizona Cardinals. Sean, we were talking about this yesterday. That Arizona Cardinals win totals four and a half. It's not low enough. It's not low Yo. enough. Remember, remember yesterday, you said they were going to win three, and I said they were going to win two. And now that we know that DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be on the team, and he's by far the best player because we agree that oh, I, we yeah. don't even know if Kyler Murray's we don't, we don't even know if Kyler Murray's going to play. Um, one and a half. I'm down to they win one and a half games. They'll win two. They'll win Dude, two. They're I terrible. Think they, I I still think they win three. I think they win three, maybe two. No more than three, though. Listen, I listen, check it out. Good division, right? Like a pretty good division that they play in. You got to face San yep. Francisco. You got to face Seattle. You got to figure that's three or four losses off the top right there. Maybe you split with the Rams. That's a bunch of losses off the top. I don't think, did they win a home game last year? So they don't have a home field advantage. We don't think they're right. going to have their quarterback. They just got rid of, the, rid of their wide receiver. They have a first-year head coach. Bro, I don't know if they're going to win any games. They stink. I got the schedule pulled up. You ready? You ready? Yeah. All right, so week one, they're at the Commanders. Probably going to be a loss. Week two, home against the Giants, loss. Week three, home against the Cowboys, loss. Week four, at the Niners, loss. Week five, home against the Bengals, loss. Week six, at the Rams, potentially a win. We'll just we'll be optimistic, we'll say one. Week All seven, right. at the Seahawks, loss. Week eight, home against the Ravens, loss. Nine, at the Browns, loss. Week 10, home against the Falcons. And week 11, they're at the Texans. So can we say they'll split one of those two games? Yeah, and then that gets over one and a half. Maybe you're right. All Maybe right. they still win. All right, I'll stick with two. They win two games. So that's that's two. Then they're home against the Rams, at the Steelers, home against the Niners, at the Bears, at the Eagles, home against the Seahawks. So I, I'm still going with three. There's going to win no. one of those other games you don't expect. They'll split one of those Falcons and Texan games, and then they'll beat the Rams one of two times. I think they're going to get three. You know how when Tyree Kill runs away scoring touchdowns, he holds up that peace sign? That's what I'm doing yeah. right now. Two. Just, they're going to win two. Yeah. They're winning two. So, I'm sticking holding with Holding up the peace. We'll see what I, It's going to be – again, they're going to have the number one pick, and they're, they're going to be really, really bad. So there were some odds that were released on what DeAndre Hopkins' next team will be. And oddly enough, Sean, the top two are our two teams. The Chiefs at plus 350, the Ravens at plus 350, the Bills at plus 400, the Patriots at plus 900. And then from what I'm seeing, they have the Lions, the fifth best odds here, at plus 1,200. Hopkins came out, and he gave a list of five quarterbacks he would love to play with. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar were three. The other two were Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. I mean, the Eagles with... A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. If Hopkins wants to be a number three, then maybe. The Chargers just drafted Quinton Johnson to go along with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So who knows if Hopkins wants to go there. I do think Kansas City, Baltimore, and Buffalo are the top three. I personally think he's going to Buffalo. If he is a guy who wants to play in the cold, you know, he played his college ball at Clemson. It's not cold there. He played in Houston. It's not cold there. And then he played in Arizona. It's not cold there. So if he's willing to deal with the cold weather, I think Buffalo would be a really good fit. And uh, obviously, I mean, they, they can use DeAndre Hopkins. So 
if you're asking me for where I think he would go, Buffalo would be my selection. How about you? First of all, it's a very original list of quarterbacks that he's willing to go play with. I can't believe yes. he didn't say Mac Jones and Daniel Jones and Sam Desmond Howell. Ritter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go play with Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. Did he say Joe Burrow or does it leave him off he the did, list? He did um, not. He did leave him off the I, list. I, I, I think that, look, I'm looking at his numbers right now. In the last couple of years, hasn't played full seasons. He doesn't score touchdowns like he used to, and that's the problem. Three touchdowns. Last year in a suspension and injury shortened season. The year before that, eighth. The year before that, not going to lie, he had a career year. 1,407 yards and six touchdowns his first season with the Cardinals. So I think that if he ends up with the right situation, and it sounds like he's going to based on those quarterbacks that he's willing to go play with, he's probably going to put up big numbers. In Kansas City, here's the thing. Everybody wants to play with Patrick Mahomes. So since he became Patrick Mahomes, and I would say that was about – I don't know, five minutes after his first full game as a quarterback, every single time as a free agent that comes available, we have this conversation, right? And you see the odds, and Kansas City's near the top of the list. And I'm trying to think to myself, Peach, how many guys that's actually coming to fruition that have actually landed in Kansas City? I remember that a few years ago when Sammy Watkins was a free agent, he was flirting with a couple of other teams, but ended up in Kansas City. But you've heard all the names floated around, Odell Beckham and uh, – yeah. You name it. So I would actually think that Baltimore is more likely to land him because I think that Baltimore understands now that they've got Lamar locked up and obviously with ODB that let's actually surround him, right, and give him a chance. His MVP season, you were telling me the names of his number one, two, and three wide receivers. You could have been making them up. Those could have been the guys I went to high school with. I never heard of them. So I think ultimately Baltimore is the team that needs him the most, so that's where he ends up. It's just, you know, I mean, if the Ravens sign DeAndre Hopkins, then they're going to have incentive to really get the ball to five different receivers, right? You're going to have to get your number one draft pick involved, Zay Flowers. Rashad Bateman's your number one receiver coming back from injury. You got to get him touches. Odell Beckham, you just gave $15 million to. You got to give him touches. And then if you go get DeAndre Hopkins, you got to give him touches. And then Mark Andrews has been Lamar's favorite target for the last three years. So I just, I don't know. They're a running football team first. You got to give Dobbins and Gus their touches. But look at those names you just said, and I don't like to predict injuries on anybody, but I mean, do we think Odell Beckham's going to stay healthy? Do we really believe that nothing's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins? I remember Mark Andrews being out for a little bit of time last year. So it's not like you can have too many of those guys when you need them. And it feels like Baltimore has been in a situation the last few years where next guy up, kind of been a scrub now next guy up is a real dude and at some point they're gonna need him right like it's fun to talk about oh my god they're five deep or four deep with a tight end and mark andrews let's wait until we're halfway done with the season lamar starts to complain they're playing around 500 football and they've got two of those guys on the football field it's all gravy baby right now with all these guys let's give it a minute it's a great point because i find myself every year week 15 16 thinking this is what Who are we these have guys receiver like right? this is your boy Demarcus Robinson was our best receiver by far towards the end of the season. I mean, by far. So you're right. I think especially for the Ravens, the two positions they can never have enough of are wide receiver and corners. It seems like those are the two positions every year where they always suffer injuries. So 
like you said, whenever there's a free agent receiver that drops on the market, the Chiefs are always in the discussion because of Mahomes, and the Ravens are always in the discussion because they're never able to draft receivers well. They just never draft that position well. So we'll see. I, I mean, because who is Kansas City's like number one receiver? Is it MVS probably at this point? Yeah, and then they obviously used, and this is a cop-out, they used Travis Kelsey more like a wide sure. receiver than any other right. tight end in the league. So that's the funny thing is even back when they had Tyreek Hill, people would always talk about their receiving core. It's like, well, yeah, no other teams in real life or in fantasy football life have a Travis Kelsey. I think that the biggest gap in football, now that I'm thinking about it, at any position is probably Travis Kelsey, at least the last couple of years, is probably Travis Kelsey to whoever you think the second best tight end is. Because Joe Burrow's been pretty good, you know, last couple of seasons on the heels of Patrick Mahomes. And you can look at, it's debatable who's been the best wide receiver, running back. But I think when it comes to tight end, it's Travis Kelsey, and then it's a big-ass gap between whoever the second-best tight end is. I mean, it's it's a fair point. And again, I don't know how much value people take in this position, but just because he's my kicker, I, I think Justin Tucker and the second-best guy might Touché. be. Touché. Just as big a gap, you know? And again, I don't know how much stock you take in kickers, but that dude... I mean, yeah, because, see, the thing, too, is Kelsey's the clear one. And then number two, I think you could make an argument for, I would take Kittle, personally, just because of how great he is as a blocker. And then after the catch, Mark Andrews has been great. Um, and then there's always kind of like the next guy, right? Like Waller kind of had his moments where he was great. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's really been Kelsey as the guy. Um, but, I, I mean, it's fair. I've really never thought about that, like the gap between, like, what position first and second is the farthest, but Kelsey is – he is that dude. And, and to be fair, I mean, Kittle's really good, but he didn't start scoring touchdowns until this year. Check this out. In his career, two touchdowns, five touchdowns, five touchdowns, two touchdowns, six touchdowns. That was a career high. And then he had 11 wow. last year. So. My point isn't quite as good as it was when I used to talk about this a year ago when people would say, what about Kittle compared to Kelsey? You know, 11 touchdowns is impressive. Still not as many as my guy Travis Kelsey, who had 16 a year ago. I'm just saying that gap is pretty big. But to your point about Justin Tucker, you're right, dude. Like, I was thinking the other day. <laughs> I mean... in, in, so the guy that runs our fantasy football league is an old high school kicker. And so he always – we got a rule. You have to draft a kicker first. So it's like whoever has the number one pick for years, it's been Justin Tucker in my league. Okay. That guy's just, yeah. he's too good. He just, I mean, it's literally like having like a, like a nice iron. Like if you're a great golfer, just having like a great iron. He just, the way he can just move the ball, like so nonchalant, he kind of can hit a little Beautiful. fade or he can hit a little sting. He's just, he's the best. So. Is he, is he as yeah. good as he once was? Is he getting old or is he still by far the best kicker in the NFL? Because it feels like, how long has that dude been around? At least a decade at this point. Yeah, his first year was the year his rookie year was when they won the Super Bowl in in 20 in 2012. So, uh yeah, he's been in there for for over a decade now. But you know, I mean, Bucker was kind of in the conversation for a little bit, and then it was McPherson for Cincinnati after the postseason that he's had. But it's just like anything, right? Like for so many years when LeBron was at his peak, we were trying to find that guy who was better, and it's just we would always keep coming back to LeBron. Same thing with Mahomes. We'd be like, oh, Josh Allen's the best. Oh, Burrow's the best. Oh, and then you just keep coming back to Mahomes. So that's the way it goes. But uh, that's great you guys draft percent. kickers first. I love that. Every year. Nine, 91% awesome. for his career, Ninety for, for field goals, 99% for extra points. Justin Tucker. Yeah.
It's insane. It's insane. He's the best. Also, Dan Carpook, he's the best too. He is our managing editor here at BetQL. We're gonna join he's gonna join us next to talk some NBA playoffs. We're gonna break down Boston and Miami game six. We really haven't talked too much about game six yet here on the show because we have been waiting for Dan and his expertise. 